0: Welcome to the Tin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fam With Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's
1: Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some headlines, so stay with us t- until the end for excess baggage. Boy, oh boy, that's not a good start.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or it is a good start. Uh, So I know this past weekend, you were spending time with the Masters in Travel community on a retreat. Tell me how that went, because I'm so, like, I got FOMO so bad, I am not going to lie. Yes, Whitney actually
1: just left my house about 15 minutes ago. So we had, she had the retreat, and then we had some time together, just the two of us working on some projects. So it was really fun. It really was just magical where She kept it pretty, which is funny for her because she's so serious and structured, but she kept it pretty light. It was just, she was just prompting with some questions and we had some excellent discussions because everybody's so tired. It was kind mm-hmm. of like we needed a little bit of a brain dump and a little bit of a chance to blow off steam together and just share everything we're going through. And, you know, we talked a lot about what limiting beliefs mm-hmm. we're struggling with right now and how to try to sort of flip that script in our heads. It was wonderful. And the place we stayed was spectacular. Um, And it was in my lovely town. And I was so thrilled because everyone loved it here so much. And (laughs) everyone's like, I'm going to tell my clients about this. And I'm like, but you need to remember there won't be people speaking English at the hotel. Like Mm -hmm. your clients have to be okay with navigating a communication block. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. you're not going to get English menus in the restaurants. So, yes, it is wonderful and magical, but it's not going to be for everybody because there's not a large um, demand for U.S. tourism here. So there's no reason for everybody to learn English.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and the perfect reason why people should be traveling there. Yes. But we (laughs) missed you. We wished you were there for sure. Yeah, I wish I was there as well. Um, It was interesting. Um, End of January, I had gone to whenever I'm in town like in town like in Orlando during the week you know sometimes I go back on to my alma mater campus and Mm -hmm. you know I have a friend who's a physics professor there now so I visit with her but this past time like last um end of last month I went to the anthropology department so for those who don't know like I'm anther major so I graduated with an anthropology degree so um one of the Professors that I had back when I was there who was still left there because a lot of the professors there were older when I was in <laughs> college, there, so they had retired, but she was still there. So I chatted with her real quick and she connected me with one of the other professors who taught the spring semester senior seminar class and they restructured it to also include, you know, career development and stuff like that because you know, it's anthropology, like, what do you do with that? And yep. how do you like, you don't go online to LinkedIn, and they're like, looking for an anthropologist, like, that's not how it's presented. So they had me go into one of their senior seminar classes, which was yesterday. Um, and I got to talk with some of the seniors for a little bit about my career path, which, you know, looks like a zigzag line. <laughs> that was winding. Because I was starting to give them, like, you know, my career path from after I graduated to grad school and then what I did. And I, after a little bit, I'm like, I'm sure you guys are wondering how I am where I am now as an agency owner because it seems so, like, so different. But it was really fun chatting with them. And I feel like I wish, like, when I was in college, and I guess it's the case for a lot of majors, like, they would have had different. Uh, even more different career people go in
1: mm-hmm. uh
0: that are more geared towards like business ownership versus like, oh, I'm an engineer for this one water treatment company. Cause the the, the person who talked to the class before me, she did it through Zoom. She was a research assistant slash program analyst with USAID. And she worked with uh maternal and childhood health in a few of the African countries like Rwanda and Tanzania. So she's talking about all these things and I'm like, that's great. But that wasn't for me. Like I'm too spicy to work for government. Like I cannot work in a government agency. Like I will just, I don't, it wouldn't have been a good fit. So I, you know, I was glad to have the opportunity to be like, guys, you can do anything. There's so many things you can do and whatever you decide now don't put so much weight on it because you can always change it. Obviously, based on my career path, like you can change it if you're not happy. So what a time. Yeah. Well People were I'm... asking me, well, people were asking me, what are you going to tell them? And I didn't want to say like, you know, when you go through enough challenges, you become numb to all emotions. So things like don't really impact you anymore, but I want them to still have the hope we all had at one time. Yes. They're not ready to be bitter and jaded yet. Not yet, but you know, in, in a sense, like, the bitter and jaded part is like liberating because you're just like, Oh, I don't have to deal with those emotions anymore. I just deal with facts now. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that was a
1: great opportunity for them. I'm glad you did that.
0: Yeah. And I love the questions. Like they had questions and that's how I was like, Oh, they were actually listening. <laughs> those Little whippersnappers
1: are. Yes. yes,
0: they are. <laughs> they are indeed. <laughs>
1: Well, before we jump into our discussion this week, we want to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to TravMarketMedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. What do we got on deck today?
0: Oh, first one comes from Travel Market Report. And it's titled US Travel, Now is the Time to Live Travel Mask Mandate, comma, inbound testing rules.
1: The second one I'm I'm so ready, ready for. Um, Mandy. I'm probably going to continue masking personally. I'm not, I don't see myself ever getting on an airplane again without a mask.
0: Yeah. Same. <laughs> like I, from here on out, I, in public transportation places and places where you are in a confined space for a long period of time with other people, I will absolutely still be masking. Um, but something interesting is I have a client who is, he has a CPAP machine Mm -hmm. and he brings it on his overnight flights and he is very claustrophobic as well so you know he's been he has been itching to go to Portugal for three years like we've been talking about this for a while and his biggest concern is he is so nervous about the long-haul flight while wearing Mm -hmm. a mask the entire time because if he sleeps he already has a A difficulty with breathing. So he needs the CPAP machine. How are you going to stay masked if you need that? So there's a whole other thing to think about. So he's just waiting for something like this to, um, you know, potentially be a thing. And of course, you know, I would prefer people to be masked, but there are instances where we have to consider how there are certain people who can't and they're adults. They're not children. Like they can't.
1: And I understand there's a lot of people that don't want to and want to kind of go back to quote unquote normal. I get that. I'm going to probably make the personal choice to continue doing it. Um, But I am glad to see. It seems like we're going to see some lifting of a lot of these restrictions that are really holding people back from traveling. And that makes me happy. So um, there was a letter written to the White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator by, oh, no, the coordinator is Jeffrey Zantz, and it specifically asked for the removal of pre-departure testing for all fully vaccinated inbound international arrivals, the removal removal of the federal mask mandate for public transportation by March 18th, and the ending of the CDC's avoid travel advisories, and more. Um, The inbound testing for fully vaccinated arrivals would be so great if we could get that for me, I would, I would love it. <laughs> I, one of my clients is heading to Anguilla, has to cr- transit through St. Martin. The, it's bonkers. She's like, I don't know how you do this. I'm like, well, my hair's falling out. So, you know, <laughs> hey, it, it, it is insane trying to navigate all these testing things. And I just really wonder the effectiveness of it. Mm-hmm. And if you're fully vaccinated, I just feel like this right. is li- a logistical nightmare that doesn't need to be happening. That's a personal opinion though.
0: Yeah. And considering how so many of us are already vaccinated and um, you know we're getting to a point where the pandemic is becoming endemic and a lot of the suppliers we're seeing um, cr- redoing their policies to treat COVID as endemic, Now, you know, it only makes sense to start lifting some of these restrictions. Um, The article states that the American Society of Child Advisors, or ASTA, has Mm -hmm. also thrown its weight behind the removal of the 24-hour testing requirement, something that ASTA says is the biggest barrier to the industry's recovery in the U.S. That requirement, which was a 72-hour requirement until late last year, represents a practical challenge for many Americans and a missed opportunity for the White House which has continuously pushed for incentives to get more Americans vaccinated. Um, vaccination rate in the U.S. has sat in the low 60% range for months. Um, mm-hmm. And also thinking about international travelers who want to come to the U.S. as well, like just our domestic tourism status, you know, we are missing a lot of those international travelers. And, COVID is here. Like, that's the thing. We're not bringing it from outside. It's here and it's been here. So it doesn't make any sense.
1: Well, he says doing that will reopen the world to 200 million Americans, 95 million of whom traveled abroad in 2019, who are already vaccinated but hesitant to risk being stuck abroad. So it's looking up.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I'm sending out, you know, 30 day pre-trip messages right now and giving them what the current travel restrictions are. And as I am sending that out, I'm just thinking to myself, is this even going to be relevant a month from now, like 30 days from now? I don't even know. Yep. Well, I'm
1: wondering too, for my trip that's allegedly happening at the end of the month, we'll see. Um, If the EU drops the now I would be going into Hungary and out of Romania. And so that's separate. But if the EU drops the testing requirement, then will I need to be tested for my connection through Frankfurt? Because Mexico doesn't have that testing requirement. So it's possible I won't need one to come home, which would be nice.
0: Mm -hmm. It's like a big puzzle piece. It right now, trying to figure out <laughs> what the restrictions are. A really hard puzzle. like one of those puzzles <laughs> that's just a solid color. That kind of a puzzle. A thousand piece, <laughs> one solid color. <laughs> one of those, like, scramble puzzles where it's like a sliding puzzle and you're, like, trying to make it fit and, like, trying to... Yeah, I feel like it's that kind of puzzle, too. <laughs> exactly.
1: Well, our next article is from Travel Age West. Our favorite, Emma Weissman. And you know how we love trends. So she wrote an article called Virtuoso's Top 5 Travel Trends for 2022. So it says, Virtuoso's latest data gathered from its travel advisors, supplier partners, and some of the organization's highest net worth clients paints a sunny forecast for the future of travel, even as the world enters year three of COVID-19 pandemic. So she says five main trends emerged as key motivators for travel in 2022 and one thing is clear travel is gearing up to be bigger and more expensive than ever
0: oh don't we know that to be true yes we do (laughs) travel trend number one is the quote-unquote antibody window uh and that will be the prime time to travel And Emma writes that as the Omicron variant retreats, consumers will be more motivated than ever to travel, especially in the months immediately following a positive COVID-19 case and recovery called the Antibody Window. In fact, many virtuoso advisors say their COVID-19 positive clients are reaching out to them about future travel while they are still in quarantine. (laughs) There's a silver lining to every cloud, right? (laughs) Yeah, we got to find it. But seriously, wow. Have you had any clients reach out to you during... This, no, like after getting COVID and wanting,
1: no, but I've heard, I've heard of that trend. So it's like, as soon as you get it, you're like, oh, I'm going to be pretty well insulated for a while. So now's the time to get out and about.
0: Yeah. I will say that if I thought I was confident after getting boosted, uh, after my COVID recovery, I felt like even more invincible. It's hard <laughs> to describe. I'm like, what other levels are there to this? <laughs> <laughs> Just keep climbing the confidence ladder.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Travel trend number two is bigger, bolder trips. African safaris, Caribbean islands, international cities, and ocean cruises will be the top itineraries. So 76% of Virtuosa's advisors uh, have seen a a recent spike in ultra-luxury travel with top itinerary choices, including embarking on an African safari, visiting islands in the Caribbean, heading to international city destinations, and setting sail on ocean cruises. So um, once again, it's looking like the average traveler will be spending more. Um, And it's also due to the recent rise of inflation as well. So future hotel rates are projected to skyrocket 80% in the U.S. and airfare costs are up 19% since pre-pandemic times.
0: Yeah, I was looking at flights for the Azamara cruise mm-hmm. um, in July, and holy smokes, it is so so pricey. Like the price for one ticket, it was what it would cost for two tickets pre-COVID. Oh man, I know. But yellow, right? We've gotta <laughs> gotta do it up when we can. Yeah. <laughs> Travel trend number three, using a travel advisor is no longer a luxury, but a necessity. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. It's about time we got the respect we deserve. Mm -hmm. We knew that in the beginning. Um, Moving forward, consumers will will increasingly turn to a trusted travel advisor to help them navigate ever-changing COVID-19 era travel restrictions and protocols. Although the pandemic wreaked havoc on the travel advisor profession as cases spiked, agents' hard work and added value has paid off. And it says here that travelers seeking a virtuoso travel advisor grew 50% last year compared to 2020. hmm We know all of this, right? Yeah, getting so many first timers, which I love. Yep. Because once they experience this, they're never going back. Agreed. Uh, Travel trend number four is celebration
1: travel is on the rise. And I think we've talked about this approximately 432 times over the last (laughs) year. Um, We're seeing people travel for birthdays, weddings, anniversaries. They're doing it in groups. So it's like you're celebrating, you're getting back together with friends and family. It says 78% of Virtuoso's advisors have seen an uptick in so-called celebration travel and 95% Believe this will be a top trend throughout 2022.
0: And last travel trend, one we've also talked about 432 times, mm-hmm. uh, plus or minus 50. Mm-hmm. Um, the drive towards sustainable, responsible travel isn't going away. And Virtuoso is dubbing the act of booking ethically responsible post pandemic trips as the quote unquote conscious comeback. Um, And travelers can contribute to such a comeback by vetting supplier partners that pay attention to three pillars, protecting the planet, supporting local economies, and celebrating cultures. According to the recent Virtuosa data, 82% of travelers said the pandemic has made them want to travel more responsibly in the future, and 78% are looking for travel providers who have a strong sustainability policy. Some good trends. I love it. I love the socially conscious traveler because it, it means that they really want to get immersed in the local culture, which means they really want unique experiences that tend to be on the luxury side. And those custom FITs that I do for these kinds of travelers is one of my favorites to do because I'm able to present to them things that Are brag worthy that they're like, oh, I didn't know you could do something like this. I didn't see it online, so I feel like that gives us a lot of opportunities to show even more value uh, to our clients.
1: Absolutely. I recently did a travel joy setup for a woman who has a business called the Respectful Traveler, and I really loved. You know, she has like some policies on her inquiry form and. They made me laugh and they were really. She has like a no a hole policy. <laughs> <laughs> oh and man. She focuses on, you know, that sustainable travel and being respectful. And I'm very interested to see where that goes for her. Very excited for yeah, her. Yeah, for
0: sure. That was some of the questions that like the kids in the class asked. Um, because a lot of the anthropology stuff is cultural. And I remember this kid asked, like, He's like, how do you find the something like cultural competencies plays into your work? And I'm like, listen, kid, to be honest, like I, I love Anthro, but I was a terrible listen, I need you to please define cultural competencies. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> listen, kid. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I know you just read this chapter. You're in it, but I haven't been in it since 2011. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> love it.
0: Um, our last article is from Travel Age West again, and I love this topic. It's seven countries that offer digital nomad travel visas. Mm-hmm. And I know we touched upon this in the beginning um, or towards the beginning of our, our, uh, our podcast as things were starting to open up a little bit. And we saw countries opening up their borders to people who started to work remotely during the pandemic and mm-hmm. uh, and it's only, and and I know like not a lot of people have gone back to the office. Like they've stayed remote. So this article says by 2025 surveys suggest that some 35.7 million Americans will be working remotely. Crazy. And uh, digital nomads have been on the rise for years as, t- as technology has revolutionized the workforce, but COVID-19 has pushed More people out of offices and into alternative lifestyles, which I think is an interesting way to put it. (laughs) I don't like that. (laughs) Like the lifestyle resorts, right? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh boy. So obviously I know a little something about that though. I'm probably looking at more of a permanent situation, but I get a lot of questions from people who are interested in doing that, even temporarily. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because Mexico is kind of cracking down. They're not automatically giving 180 days on a tourist visa anymore. Oh, so really? I don't know exactly what the motivation is, but it's, it's kind of, it's tricky now for people who think they can just come here for six months. That's not necessarily the case. Hmm. So it's good to see where you can go. So Brazil... Uh, recently regulated the granting of both temporary visas and residence permits for immigrants who work for foreign employers so they can stay for one year and renew the visa for a second year. So long as they have proof of work and enough means to sustain life in Brazil.
0: Next country is Croatia. I guess I could just scope out the country while we're there in, in a little over two months. Mm -hmm. actually. Uh, from the sandy stretches of Split to the 13th century cobblestone corners of Dubrovnik. Who is this writer? That was beautiful. Um, <laughs> the Adriatic nation of Croatia beckons business owners and entrepreneurs alike. And it's one of the most recent countries to introduce a digital nomad visa. So Croatia defines a digital nomad as a third country national who is employed or performs work through communication technology for his or her own business, or for another company outside of the Republic of Croatia. I could be down with Croatia. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll test it out and see
1: how it feels. Um, (laughs) And then, of course, it's mentioning Mexico, although I have to say um, it's saying visitors can stay in Mexico on a six-month tourist visa. However, Mexico also offers nomads a temporary resident visa that's good for a year and the ability to renew for an additional three. All that's necessary is proof of a location independent or work outside of Mexico, as well as sufficient funds. Um, So like I said, a lot of people come on the tourist visa and lately at the discretion of whoever's working the desk, they're not necessarily giving them 180 days. A lot of the people that were at the retreat got like 15 days, 10 days. It was very random. It's interesting. Hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: The next article Or, not the next article, I'm saying the next country. (laughs) I said it with such confidence. Um, The the next country is Costa Rica. Um, And for anyone who's been to Costa Rica, I don't know anyone who's been there and not loved the country. I mean, everything there is so beautiful, so gorgeous. People are so nice. Cost of living is pretty low. Um, So, I loved seeing this on this list uh, Costa Rica's canopy jungles became a magnet for those on the move amid the COVID-19 pandemic, as it remained open to Americans. Um, the country already had a freelancer visa called the rentista, which allows foreigners to stay up for up to two years with the opportunity to extend, but it was limited in August, 2021, Costa Rica introduced a special one year digital nomad visa that can be extended for a second year. Uh, digital nomad visa holders are exempt from local income taxes, and they receive a whole gamut of benefits. For example, they can open big accounts and drive with their home country license. And, yep. more. Uh, and the next one that
1: we both dream about and you were just <gasps> there, babe. Portugal. And I know, I know a handful of people that are making plans for Portugal. So, uh, it's often touted as expat central and the capital of Lisbon, for example, is teeming with travelers from all over the world, many of whom come to stay and work for the long haul thanks to the copious laptop-friendly cafes, co-working offices, professional meetup groups, and international net- networking events. So, uh, and obviously the uh, the pastries, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, the specific one, Pastéis de naja, which is my favorite, like I... I think I talked about it on our episode on Portugal, but my favorite. Like, literally, I want some more right now. (laughs) That'd be great. So Portugal offers two types of visas that benefit
1: digital nomads. These include the temporary stay visa for under a year and the residence permit for over a year, both of which permit independent and entrepreneurial work purposes. Uh, Check and
0: check. I fit all of those requirements. So... Bye. (laughs) uh, See ya. (laughs) Um, the last two are interesting ones, Mauritius and Estonia. Mm-hmm. So haven't heard a lot about them. Yeah. Same. Um, I will just direct you to the show notes to learn more about these two yeah. visas. Absolutely. I'd like to see
1: some more people out there in the world doing it up.
0: I was going to say, I, I, you know I really feel a draw to you know live somewhere temporarily because you know I work remote and Gio works remote but then you know it's like what do we do with our dog and yeah. uh, you know Gio says you know after after Abby I don't want another dog uh look, we're not going to get another dog I'm like uh, in my head I'm like that's a good one um <laughs> <laughs> but i was just like you know i will be okay not getting another dog if we move somewhere so right that's trying the to negotiate that yeah i like it
1: <laughs> that sounds like a fair deal i agree all right should we do some excess baggage yes let's do it all right it's time for excess baggage which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory so you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes According to Travel Weekly, cruise lines are scrapping stops in Ukraine and Russia in light of the escalating conflict there. Viking River Cruises is canceling all 2022 departures of its Kiev, Black Sea, and Bucharest itinerary. The cruise line said guests and travel advisors with affected departures have been notified. Scenic is canceling its entire slate of 2022 river cruises in Russia. And Norwegian Cruise Line is cutting St. Petersburg from itineraries for the entirety of 2022. They also report that the Cayman Islands is preparing to welcome cruise ships in a phased approach beginning March 21st, pending formal cabinet approval and regulatory amendments. An article from Travel Pulse says that Norwegian Cruise Line will no longer require that children under the age of 12 be vaccinated to sail effective March 1st. Another one from them says that American Cruise Lines is offering complimentary domestic airfare for select 2022 U.S. river cruises. Yahoo Life reports that fame travel guidebook writer Rick Steves has canceled tours to Russia amid the country's ongoing invasion of Ukraine, deeming Russia's actions aggressive and heartbreaking. Russia's aggressive action is heartbreaking for the death, suffering, and economic turmoil it will cause in Ukraine and indirectly, at least beyond, Steve's company wrote in a statement. Our mission at Rick Steves Europe is to help Americans better know and understand our neighbors through travel. But when we bring travelers to another country, we also bring their dollars, dollars that would support Putin's aggression. According to Travel Market Report, Alma Waterways hasn't changed 22 itineraries yet, but will if necessary. We have a 20-year proven track record of safely adapting our cruises to ensure that unexpected events have a minimal impact on the guest experience so that those wishing to still cruise can do so safely. Travel during these times remains a personal choice, and we have kept our flexible policies in place to best accommodate the evolving conditions. Another one from them says that starting March 1st, Jamaica is dropping its pre-travel authorization requirement, removing another barrier to the island's full return to travel. Prime Minister Andrew Holness made the announcement this week explaining that while the pandemic is not over, it was time to start to remove some COVID-19 era protocols. Travel Agent Central reports that Perillo Tours has announced the debut of Perillo's Travel Planner, a custom FIT travel planning system that allows travel advisors to create and book complex multi-city itineraries throughout Italy. Bookable services available through Perillo's Travel Planner include international flights, rail tickets, car rentals, and chauffeur services, besides the company's privately contracted hotels, villas, day tours, and activities. And our high note today is also from Travel Agent Central. Over the weekend, Iceland removed all public restrictions due to the Covid nineteen pandemic, both domestically and at the border. And that's it for excess baggage.
0: Just a reminder that all the articles we have referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news. we're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the
1: episode, please subscribe. We review and or share the show. Also head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes.
0: Have any questions, comments, or just want to say hello, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at tinlounge.com. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Cause, Cause,
1: yes. no one can do it like do it, like we do it like we do it.